Hello, everyone, and welcome to the KW Maps Podcast Growth Edition, where you learn one specific strategy a KW Maps client implemented to sell more homes. Today, you'll meet David McEachern, a real estate professional in Atlanta, Georgia, who joined KW Maps nearly five years ago. You'll learn why David invested in Maps coaching, how he focused on leverage, and how his business doubled from 41 to 80 units in just two years. If you like this podcast and would like to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. So let's get right into it and listen in on the interview with David McEachern and Diana Kokoska. David, every single person I've spoken with has a story. And boy, I got to tell you, I know you have one as well. So very quickly, just give us a summation of the story of your life up till now. That'd be great. And thank you so much for having me on here today. So I'm an Atlanta native. I've always lived in the city except for being away at college. And I've always worked for myself. I've never had a boss, so I'm very entrepreneurially bent. And after I got out of college, I sort of landed through family issues with two companies I was running at 22. Ran those a number of years, sold those, started another company where we had about 150 employees. And then um, also was the chairman of a early intervention center for special needs children. I have a son with Down syndrome that became involved with that. And then I think in everyone's life, there's one year that just sort of is an explosion slash implosion year. And mine, quite honestly, was 2005. And I found myself in the middle of a divorce, quite honestly, and needing to find direction. And while I had done real estate for my family, warehouses, residential, land, even grew timber, I needed direction. So I went toward real estate. Got my license, and in March 16th of 2006, I walked into Keller Williams Strategy North, which is my home market center and has been ever since the first day. And started from that point and built a business through there. And unfortunately for me, I didn't walk in with a whole family support system. It was me alone. And I was, you know, in all honesty, pretty broken at the time. And the people in that um, market center took me in, taught me, took care of me, and I've, I've been in debt to them ever since then. Wow. So was it the people that attracted you to Keller Williams? Yes. I, I would tell you from the um, meeting of the TL, her taking me through the market center and then coming in there and everyone being open to um you know, teaching me, being open to telling me what to do, you know, guide me, such as that. And one of the best things I ever did was when I first started, I got a cubicle in the market center and it was in the middle of the market center. And imagine two extremely busy interstates, you know, intersecting. And that's sort of where this spot was. However, I got to know who was really serious about real estate, who was a high level player. And I started listening to their conversations and I started asking them questions and they just opened up their arms and, and their information and shared and, you know, flyers, marketing material. And it just built, it helped build me up from that point, you know, to be able to succeed. Well, having two businesses before, you obviously knew the education was important. Did you just dive right into education with Keller Williams? Yeah, I started off with what, we, what Ignite used to be 443. That's how I started. 
And I remember taking the class and it was a full class and I was getting frustrated because I wasn't getting the listing and my, I had a mentor in the market center and he literally said, well, go call the FISBO down the parkway. And I was like, okay, fine. And that's how I got started. But those classes are really what gunned me further into going, you know, getting started and getting going and getting listed. Because my first four transactions were actually FISBO conversions that I did. <clears throat> and um, going from there, you know, I took 3612, I mean, yeah, 3612.3 and, um, and then different classes. And then I started going to family reunion, mega camp. And then when 2011, we came about, we were trying to, I, I literally was trying to survive during that time of the shift and everything. But 2011 comes and then I found your bold. And I honestly, and I'm just being transparent here, I was sort of bucking going. And my team leader, who's still my team leader today, basically gave me the sort of the same speech that you tell in bold about uh, Gina Roth and saying, there's more to you. You need to be taking this class. And so I went. And at that point, a lot of doors started opening. Um, it was seeing better how to integrate the life and the business together because I was letting business overrun. I learned how to network. I became a member of a networking group in Atlanta which I'm on the board now, and there's over 12,000 members to it. And also started opening up going when I went to family reunion, mega camp, mastermind. And what a, there was a mega agent who was in this first bowl I went to, and he said for him, when he, when he succumbed to the education, and not meaning it in a passive way, but opened his mind up to the education, that's when his business started to flourish. And I that's one of those epiphany statements that sort of sinks in your, you know, your psyche. And to this day, eight years later, or seven, eight years later, I still say that to new agents, just to come to the education and absorb it, and it'll take you where you need to go to. Well, you know, it's interesting because you got in right as the shift started. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> here you are. I mean, Bold was written for the shift for the agents to get them through June of 2009. And then, of course, the shift started shifting back in 2011. And now going into a shift again, are you starting mm -hmm. to feel that shift, David? We're starting to see it a little bit in Atlanta. We're not seeing prices necessarily go down, but I will say on our MLS system, you can see the number of like new listings versus price reductions. And we're starting to see more and more price reductions. In the third quarter of um, 2018, Atlanta was the third highest percentage of price reductions um, behind a couple of other metropolitan areas. So we are seeing that buyers in the Atlanta market, and I'm sure in other markets, they've just had prices go up and up and up and wage growth hasn't caught up and affordability is a challenge. And they've, they've said that's enough. In addition to, changes in interest rates, you know, having some effect. So we are seeing it here and I'm watching it. And um, my coach and I, we continuously have discussions on how to prepare for it, how to look at financials, how to look at our marketing and be smarter about it. So, um, and I'm going back right now, I'm about halfway through rereading the shift book at the moment. So I read a chapter a day. Oh, that's excellent. So what's your best shift tactic? The, the best one that I have, and this is going back to back when we were in the other one, is, and I don't know if, it's, if you call it a tactic, but it's the thing that always sticks in my head. Number one, I'm going back to my financials. You know, it's very easy, we have a corporate credit card, is to just have that $29.99 a month stuff on there. Going back, studying those credit cards, studying our bills, cutting out the gunk that is in there. 
Um, well, I've, I've found a number of things that, that could go and we've, we've erased those. But the bigger one is we track very tightly where our business comes from. In my office, there's a huge white erase board and we look at, is it sphere of influence? Is it open houses? Is it previous clients? And for years, I've kept track of that. And one of the things that they said in shift is go and look, you know, list out where your business comes from. Let's say there's 10 different ways to look at it. And then look at what your top five are. Chop out the bottom five. Focus in on how you got that top, top five items of business, be a sphere of influence, open houses, whatever it is, and put your energy and time in those top five. And I, I keep very tight track of that. And that's where we're putting our energy more and more into. Perfect example, sphere of influence is our largest or referrals such as that. For the first time ever in 12 years, we did a client appreciation party last week to say thank you to our clients. I'm not the warm and fuzzy guy who pops by with pies and stuff like that necessarily. And we did that. And that was a big growth moment. And thank, thank goodness I had the assistant I do who was nice enough to put everything together and did a fantastic job. And we had a really good turnout on a very wet night here in Atlanta. So I'm opening up my mind to different ways of doing things. You know, with all the classes and having an open mind, you continue to grow. What's happened to your business the more education you get? I did put it into a qualitative analysis and a quantitative. From the qualitative, what's occurred is, is that my life has expanded greatly. Yesterday, for example, with people that I've met through networking, I went to a um, university college basketball game. Good networking, getting to spend time with friends and, and clients and, and uh, peers and such as that. Meeting other people throughout the country, going to family reunion mega camps such as that. I, I can tell you the first time I went to family reunion, I was like, what the devil am I doing here? You know, it, was, it, it, it can be overwhelming the first time you go. Now when I go, I will bet you I don't go 30, 45 minutes with her. I don't shake someone's hand that I know or I get hugged, you know, and Keller Williams is a very huggy company. So it's very, it's very normal for that to occur. And it's wonderful for that to occur. And in through regional events, the Southeast region um, is a very education-based thing and meeting people from Chattanooga, Nashville, places like that. But from a quantitative point of view, when you add having taken your bold, I've taken it seven times now. Um, when you take um, the different mega camps and masterminds, the coaching, I've had 247 coaching calls. I've never missed a coaching call. Um, and all those aspects, all those aspects in being 12 years on ALC, quantitatively, if you took what my GCI, that first time I walked into bold to now, and then add on top of it what, my, how my business has grown, that's an additional $1.8 million of gross commission income that has been generated from the first day I walked into Bold. And everything changed at that point. Wow. Well, you just closed on a home today. $2.9 million townhome. Those don't come yeah. about every day, do they? No, no. This was actually, this was actually an assemblage. It was 16 townhomes that we sold as an assemblage together is what it actually was. And, um, and it, it, you know, last year at this time, we closed on a $2 million condo in downtown Atlanta um, with it. And when I first started, I, you know, I was just, you know, hoping and praying for referrals and then to get the opportunity to go and do $2 million condos or large assemblage deals. That just shows the growth that we've been. And really a big part of it is opening the mind 
and saying, yes, I can do that, instead of being in fear of doing that. We had a team member who's a wonderful person. He's not with us anymore. But a great challenge he had was he, when we got hit a $400,000 mark, he just totally would lock down and think, I can't handle a $450,000 closer, you know, um, property. And with me, I'm going like, you know, if someone says two minutes, like, yeah, let's go do it. And I'll figure it out along the way. I have enough experience to know how to do it. And now I have, through education, through experience, a great support team at our market center. I've got the confidence and such to, you know, to go do that. And it doesn't phase me. I'll attack anything. So, David, right at the very beginning, you attacked a for sale by owner. Now, a $2 million deal. Okay, let's go after it, right? What do you yep. say to yourself or what do you do to allow you to break through that fear? Or did you feel any fear at all? Um, when I first when I first did that first for sale by owner, I was like, my stomach was in gigantic knots. Well, you have to look at, and I think Gary has said this, or maybe you have said this in different classes. You have to, when you're building your real estate practice, you have to look at, at building pebble on pebble on pebble of experiences. And when you're, you're gonna have some failures, this is part of the game, you know, when that happens, but you take those successes and you build on it and you know that you've done it and you can do it again and you can do it again and you wanna keep moving in a forward, forward fashion. The two other parts of it is, is that one of the coaches that we had in your bold one time, he basically said, if you know, you're gonna get some of these deals and you're not gonna get some of these deals next, just keep going. And there's periods where you know, I hit every listing and I get it. And then there's periods where I, you know, there's a little bit of a stumble, but I just keep telling myself, I look at my pipeline, I know I've got so and so many prospective deals and clients going and you keep moving. And the biggest thing is I just have faith that I'm gonna keep moving forward. If I'm sitting in a deal and it's a hard deal to work through, I just have faith that we are going to, you know, it will work itself out and 99% of the time it does. I don't, once I'm under contract, I don't get too tied up in, in not, not about a deal because we have a high success rate to get there. Um, I just have that faith that things are working and they've just built, you know, every time upon itself. Well, that bold law, fear or faith, you choose. You absolutely choose faith. And one of the things that you said you did in bold is you actually started reaching out with Kelly and building this great referral network, which is pretty big right now. Has that panned out for you at all? Yes, we're, um, we're actually closing a deal on Wednesday um, in Metro Atlanta to do that. I actually found, ironically, I found somebody I interviewed to join our team through Kelly whose sister lives in Milwaukee, who I had talked to. She mentioned he's moving here from Philadelphia and we, we've been talking. Um, and then going back and forth, it's just expanding your database, is expanding your network. And um, actually last night, there was a referral that came in out of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. And I'm in the running for, um, for uh, a listing in the metro Atlanta area coming off of it. So it's, it's there. It's, as everyone keeps saying, it's a sort of a petulant two-year-old, you know, maybe a three-year-old at this point, and it will build. However, I'm putting the infrastructure in place right now that people know that we're in Atlanta and that we're available and that we can handle most of the Atlanta metro market um, to do that. I'm trying to get in on the ground floor of building that foundation. Well, that's really smart. And so for everyone listening, 
they could contact you in Kelly. So spell your entire name so they can look you up and say, hey, become part of my referral network. Sure. It's David, D-A-V-I-D. The last name is McEachern. It's M-C-E-A-C-H-E-R-N. And I would love to connect with you and be part of your referral network. Well, obviously, you're closing on a referral, so people will get paid. That's the greatest part. I also know, though, that you use the tools of Keller Williams, along with your coach guiding and directing you. With the Career Growth Initiative, you use the calculator, and you said you really like that pipeline. Talk to us about how you use the pipeline. The pipeline came about to me. I'd seen it before in the CGI tool, and I use the CGI tool especially when I'm looking at it on a monthly basis and knowing where I need to be standing. The pipeline has been, I had a very rudimentary version of a pipeline called a sheet of paper um, that um, I just write down what I've got going on. And I was at um, Masterminds in Los Angeles last year. And there was this running theme through all the presenters that that were there talking about pipeline and talking about follow up which I'm a great believer in everything that they said. 70 to 80% of deals are not done on that first call. They're done in the follow-up calls, be it call two, three, four, whatever it may be. And the pipeline spreadsheet, which is inside of the CGI tool, um, that is something that everyone on our team uses. And one of the biggest things that came out of that mastermind, there was a younger gentleman who was talking, I can't remember his name. He was talking that, I said that, let's say you want, to do, you want to do 25 deals a year. At any point, he would have 50 active deals in that pipeline. You know, they may be, do, they may be eight months out, but they, they hadn't said no. They were alive. And I always sort of looked at it that way. And I use that CGI pipeline sheet to keep track. I look at it pretty much every 48 hours to know what I've got moving through that pipeline and how to meet that unit number objective um, to do it. What I used to do was I used to say, okay, I want to hit, we'll say at one time it was $250,000 CGI. I would always make sure that in that pipeline, it was at least prospective $250,000. Now it's closer to $500,000. And as long as I see that moving in that line, in that pipeline, I stay calm. When it starts falling down below it, I know I need to get my acting gear and build that pipeline back up. And so it's been a great mental tool to keep me accountable to where I need the business to be. Well, your business has definitely gone up. Before coaching, you were 2014, $205,000, and now you're making over $700,000 just a couple of years later. So we know that you're putting everything into practice. You're taking bold over and over again, coaching skills camp. And so what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Oh, that that could be his own um, Webster's Dictionary of of lessons that could be done. The biggest one is don't sweat the small stuff. Is you know this is for me, my real estate sales is a practice. It's a business, and you have to, for lack of a better word, you want to win the war, not just every single battle. And if you get stuck into the small stuff, you're you're not going to move forward. You know, some days you're going to win, some days you're going to lose. And you have to keep doing it. Something that we talk about, and I've heard many times at family reunion and different classes, surround yourself with five people that you want to be like. There is so much truth in that. It's unbelievable 
what it is. And I see it in people around me, you know, with some of the choices they make. I see it in the choices I've made. Once I started going to Bold and networking and, and really gunning into creating relationships with other people who want to do business like me, that's part of the equation of how my business is growing, is, is doing that. And this is a big one to me, and I don't know where I saw this. It's, I don't know if I saw it on Instagram or something, is, but be around people that will applaud you when you're winning and you applaud them when they're winning. If you can't be around people who support you in your day in the sun and then you support them in, in their day in the sun, and we all have different versions of it, you know, um, with it, they're not the people you need to be around. They're, when the times get tough or there's something personally going on or something of that sort, they're not truly going to be there when you need them. They're there when you're winning and you're there when they're winning and, you're, and, and you, you have an open attitude toward it and you're happy for them truly. You're building yourself a support system around that will take you through the good times and the bad times um, with it. And I'm so fortunate in our market center that that's how we are. We're a competitive lot in our market center. Let me, let me make that very clear. But we're a friendly competitive lot and we always cheer on each other's victories. Our ALC, we actually have a, um, a WhatsApp message group. And whenever anything great happens, we all tell each other and everyone always congratulates you know, each other. And then the biggest thing is, and I've said this before, is open your mind, succumb to the education. Don't be scared of it. Some things will, are going to click in your head. Some things aren't. Part of the reason why I take bold is uh, your bold so many times is because there's different teachers. I take it with a different instructor every time. And it's like watching uh, the, uh, the same movie, but with a different narrator, and you get something different out of it every single time. And, all, and every single bold, there's a lesson that I've pulled out of it that I use in my business, you know, on a daily basis or a mental, you know, thought that keeps me, you know, moving forward, you know, to do that. Well, I know that Bold has a lot to do with scripts, dialogues, listing presentations, and a whole lot about mindset. What is your philosophy around how important your mindset is? It, it's everything. Because I can tell you, if, if you wind up people who are in my market center who've known me for many years, when I came into that market center, I was in a really rough place. And I, in all honesty, I a section of my life was closing and I didn't know what the next section was. And it took time for me to rebuild off of that. And then we walked into a shift in the market. And when I started taking, you know, your bowl and I started and my self-confidence built up and I started reconstructing the mindset to be a positive one. And that there is a future and there's, there's a business to be built here and a practice to be built here that was one of the major components that started, you know, taking everything off. And that's how by opening my mind and having that proper mindset and having a coach who she knew, she, she knew how to poke at me to get me to get off, you know, dead start that, um, that that's how we've grown to where we are. And there's a lot more to go. I'm not done yet by any stretch of the imagination. There's um, there, there are many more mountains to achieve. And it's 99% of it is going to be whether or not I'm the guy as a group leader to take my team into the right mindset. And as I try to teach them mindset that anything's possible. However, you have to get off your rear end and you have to go to work every day and you have to run it like a business. And if you do that and with a positive mindset and excellence and service, you can do anything that you want to. 
You know, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun learning leadership and helping each and every person. Do you find that some people have to have like all the boxes aligned? They just don't dive in. Yeah. What are you like and how do you teach your people just dive in head first? Well, how I am is I'm the one that basically I I was very fortunate to have a great mentor when I first started. And he basically said the same thing. It's like, don't sit there getting your database, work on it, but don't sit there getting your database, your marketing, you know, this list together, that list together, get out there and go on appointments and go do it. And one of the teachers in Baldwin said, some of the best agents um, like Stephen Cooley or Lance Loken or, 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 or people such as that, they look, they look like a swan glacially going across the water, but they're pedaling like the devil underneath them, you know, moving around and doing everything at the same time. And there was a very, very lovely lady who was in our office and maybe year two of me being in real estate, who she was very particular. She was very much a, an S type person, S personality type person. And I walked into our computer room one day and I was going out on two listing appointments and she was sitting there making a flyer from scratch. I can assure you, I've never made anything from scratch in my life. I will go and I will duplicate anything that anyone's willing to share with me. And I'm always happy to share with them. I was out for about three hours. I came back and she was still sitting there working on that same flyer. She was gone three to six months later while I was having a really good year because you you just got to dive in and do that. And we have um, a new team member on our team. And the first thing I said to her was start doing open houses. You know, get out there and do it. We'll teach you everything else. You always have my phone number. You have my text. I coach through them a lot. And another member who's been with us for about six or seven months, she just had her first closing last week. She dived in there and do it. And she is about to blast off in 2019 with her pipeline that she has. So I'm very much of the opinion, make sure you do everything right, but get out there and doing it because you can spend all year prepping, but it doesn't do you a bit of good if you don't have any any sales coming in. That is so exciting. You know, Gary says, ready, a lot of people go, ready, aim, fire. And other people go, ready, 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 aim, 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 aim. And they never fire. Therefore, they never make it. They're out of the business before they actually even got into the business. That is that is so true. And that's, it is, as an ALC member, or a whole ALC, we always encourage people to come talk to us. And that is a repetitive beat that we say to them all the time, just go do it. We're fortunately for our market center, we openly ask people to do open houses for our listings. You know, there's opportunity there. There's everything there that you need to succeed in real estate, sitting in our market center or regionally or at a, or on the national level. However, you gotta go do it and you have to do it over multiple platforms to get enough speed up and running to create that practice. You know, David, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, gosh, you're a like, let's go get it type guy. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to grab up and make my goals and do the things I've got to do. Why would you have a coach? Easy question, an easy answer. Um, To keep me accountable, number one, and to push me to push me further, to push me higher, to push me to be better. I can tell you that when I started off in coaching, I started off in breakthrough. 
And the way I started off in, coach, in coaching, I was that first bold again. I was listening to this other person. And I'm friends with an agent out of Tulsa who was a little bit ahead of me. And I was like, I don't know if I want to spend the money on this or whatever. And she said, how many more deals in Atlanta do you have to do to pay for breakthrough coaching? And I said, one more deal. She said, then do it. Have faith. Go do it. I did it. Got the coach. I'm sitting in Phoenix at a family reunion. And I'm going like, okay, I'm already going to family reunion, mega camp, masterminds. How much more would it be to double the amount of coaching that I do? It was like $300 a month. That's half a deal in Atlanta. So I did it. And, but what occurred with having that coach in place is that I had a sounding board. I could talk about what my dreams were. I could talk about what my fears were. And she knew how to poke at me just right or push my button to get me to hire an assistant. I was dead set against hiring an assistant. I didn't want to be responsible for a salary. The way she broke it down, I did it. And I've had an assistant ever since then. And now I've got, I went from a part-time to a full-time. I never did a client appreciation party before. I now do it. I, um, I didn't have a team. And we, we built the process to build a team. She will, always, she will always jokingly say, it took you forever to get there, but I got there. And to do it, and it, it has been the bedrock of me having someone who holds me accountable. She's, my coach is someone who yells, you know, what numbers did you do or everything? It's like, okay, how are we sitting in our pipeline? What do we need to be doing? How are we, I look very much 30, 60, 90, 120 days out to see what's coming up at me. I, that's when I start getting nervous if I don't see anything. And so we have those conversations. And, and how to build that team. What are the parts of it that I need to do? And I, it, it amazed me. I, I was at the coaching skills camp that you did in, a, in Atlanta, Stone Mountain. And you were saying some numbers of people that are in coaching. And I sat there just dumbfounded that people aren't just flocking toward it for the return that they can get. And it isn't meant to sound like an ad. It's just I am a living, breathing example of what that is. And in addition to it, when we were at family reunion in Vegas, see, I told you I've been to a lot of family reunions, uh, that um, I literally got six of my associates to meet with my coach at eight in the morning in Vegas, which is a big thing, to talk to, to, talk to them about coaching. And five out of the six signed up for some form of coaching because they believed and saw what I've done with that. Wow. So you're like one of our best salespeople out there. We appreciate you, David. Yeah. That is great. You know, it is fun in MAPS coaching to see the people that actually hire a MAPS coach and watch the trajectory of their business, how it takes off and how they continue to just get better and better. And I think it does help to have that MAPS uh, coach push you. Do they like scream and yell at you, though? No, mine doesn't. This is, this no, really no, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But not by your it's funny is because when you, when you don't, when you walk into something unknown, you don't know really what it's the same way. When I walked into bold, I didn't know really what to expect. And it ended up being a much better, you know, I don't say much better experience I expected, but it ended up being a more, much more fully encompassing experience. Well, the same thing with coaching. Um, the way that they do coaching, they have that pre-interview or they have the interview to find out what type of coach, you know, do you want, which type would fit with you well. And I made it very clear to them, you give me someone who jumps down my throat every week, that's not going to work for me. Um, I, I, I've driven enough to where I don't need that. I need someone to hold me accountable, but I need somebody who's going to help me build a, biz, uh, help me build a business and tell me when I'm doing things right or when I need to go maybe shift 
coordinates a little bit. And I think I spent like an hour on the phone in that pre-interview with the person from MAPS. And I just lucked out the very first shot out of the gate. And it's been a great partnership ever since then. Well, and I think that's the part. If you're willing to take the time to truly allow us to understand who you are and what you want, that yes, you do get the right coach. You get a coach that literally meshes with you and becomes a partner in your business because that's what I hear all the time. My coach is my partner. Yes, there, there's no question about it. I, you know, there's some people who say, well, you should be in fear of your coaching call when it comes up you know, during the week. I don't necessarily think that. I, there's a lot of times where I will send a shooter an email before and said, okay, I want to talk about this, this, and this going on in the business. I would, you know, I need you to sort of give some forethought to it, which she's always been open to um, doing that. But I look forward, quite honestly, to the collaborative thinking that occurs and creating, once again, those foundational framework points to build the business, you know, to be better. So David, what's the final words? I mean, if someone is where you were when you first started real estate, what, what advice would you have for them? The biggest thing is start education from day one. With new team members that we have, the first thing you get, if they're brand, brand, excuse me, newly licensed, take Ignite. In our market center, our um, Ignite course is actually our post-license course in the state of Georgia. So um, that's a great thing. And start Ignite, then go into bold, take it 10 times, just like Gary says in the, you know, in the, in the uh, videos at Bold and go to work. Don't worry about having everything aligned like we talked about a few minutes ago. Go to work and let people in the market center get to know you. Show up for team meetings, engage in the market center. If you're doing charity events, go do that. Our, our market center, we have social events. Come to those things. And when people see that you really want to be part of the family and, and want to be part of it, everyone open up their minds. Get to know the ALC members. Part of our charge of duty is to help those new agents, and we're happy to do so. Um, the running joke in my, in my office is that I've gotten to be known sort of as Papa Smurf because I'm the guy who everyone comes and asks questions to, which I'm happy to do. But that's what, for, that's what part of being an, an ALC is about. And I would say also, just once again, start, start educating yourself. Go to work. Get into MAPS coaching as soon as you can. I know this sort of flies in the face of the MREA book about hiring assistants. In our market there, you can hire a transaction coordinator or someone who can help with listings. However, if I had to go back and start over again, I remember one year I spent, I won't even tell you how much, but almost equivalent of MAPS coaching on advertising at the local high school for football and thinking, oh, that'll bring people in the community and everything. I wish to God I could bring that money back and have put it back into coaching and gotten it for that. And I, I, I'm, I, I fully believe in, in what that system is. And enjoy the journey. Make this fun. I, I see people in real estate who are just so stressed out all the time. That, and I know it's hard to start a practice, but in, have fun with it. Get to know the people in the market center. Let them be your allies. One of the great things about Keller Williams is, is that while we're competitive, you know, among each other, we want to see everyone succeed, which you don't always see it in other companies. And I've heard people say when they come to us and um, walk into it with that, with the attitude that you're going to succeed. Nothing's going to stop you. I'm ready to work. Take advantage of the tools and you'll do just fine. 
you know, you remind me, I, I say stress as an acronym is stop taking real estate so seriously, right? Exactly. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. it stands so for, stress. So, David, you've helped us so much. Thank you very much for everything. I mean, you're using CGI calculator, pipeline, all of the tools for CGI. You're using Kelly and adopting everything that you can. So you'll be set ready to go when everything continually comes out from our IT department here at Keller Williams. Gary, everyone, John Davis, Josh, everyone is working diligently to make certain that we give everything that you will need as an agent because it is all about the agents. David, thank you so much for helping us in coaching and being a coaching client. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity today. So there you have it. David, thank you so much for being on our podcast and for taking time out of your busy day to educate our listeners about your experience and about the specific strategies that will help any KW agent sell more homes. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and would like to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. As always, success is simple, not easy. And with that, we'll catch you next time on the KW Maps Podcast, Growth Edition. Take care.